I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie and I am here with Robert. Hello. And we have more stories about his very haunted house. It is one of the creepiest houses, as I'm sure you all are learning. And I feel like we haven't even gotten into the meat and juice of what makes your house so freaking creepy yet. Yeah, it ramped up through the years, definitely. It, yeah, and I have you have you heard about, you know, current times, anything going on there? I know not a lot of people are home these days over there. Typically, no. My dad doesn't like to talk about it too much, and um, he's kind of at the point where he doesn't want to talk about it because he doesn't want things to keep happening. <laughs> right, because I think you guys kind of found the correlation that the more you talk about it, the more stuff sort of starts to happen. Yeah, it definitely feeds into it. And we'll have to share the story that we completely pranked him yes. at some point. Yes. that be Keep listening because there is a really good story of us just getting up to uh, some good old practical paranormal fun. But so today's episode, what, what do you have in store for us? So basically what I was going to be talking about is just um, a lot of the paranormal activity that kind of happened right after my parents got divorced. Right. Um, when they got divorced, we were kind of uh, on a week to week basis with between parents. Yeah. Just visitation. And when that happened, I ended up staying with my dad. And so I was in the house alone a lot. Right, because your dad worked a significant amount of time. So, I mean, you were home alone, I would say, a majority of the time, right? Yes, I was home alone a lot of the nights and even on the weekends because he just didn't want to be home and have to deal with everything at home. Right, because he was going out a lot and trying to just avoid the house. Meanwhile, you were alone in this haunted, haunted, haunted home. (laughs) Oh, yes, and I was not alone. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. You had so much company. (laughs) So much unwanted, uh, terrifying company. Yeah, the company of good old spooky spooks. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So, I mean, a lot of the things that were happening during this time um, when I was alone was almost like uh, poltergeist activity in a way. So let's talk about poltergeist for just a split second. I think I've mentioned this before on my Twitter, and I know I've been talking about it a little bit more uh, after we listened to the Battersea poltergeist. Um, so a poltergeist isn't necessarily a spirit. It's more of a psychokinetic energy from a living person. Is this what you thought was the case? Or are you referring to a poltergeist as there being a lot of movement of objects being thrown around, not necessarily stemming from that of a living person? The definition I think I mean in this case would be things moving around. I don't know whether it was someone in the house like so unexplained moving objects correct okay correct 
So just to clarify, just to clarify, I know there's been a lot of debate online about the technical definition of what a poltergeist truly is. Mm -hmm. And uh, most would agree that it's not an entity, but it is caused by it's almost like psychokinetic energy caused by a living person. So I know we'll talk more. I cause a lot of psychokinetic energy (laughs) to where there will be poltergeist activity, but that's not from a spirit. It's from me losing my shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So in your case, there was just objects moving around, which could be psychokinetic, but it also could be a spirit. Yes. And I'm not sure which fell into what category or if it was one or the other. Right. Um, These were just a lot of things that were happening all at once. So they didn't really seem to differ from each other. I kind of just put them them all together as one thing. Cool. So what was happening? So uh, mainly what would happen is um, my bedroom door would open and close on its own randomly. And this could vary between a couple inches and it could be a couple feet open to where it was almost open completely. And then it would just slowly close itself. It wouldn't even always happen at the same time period. Like it wouldn't just like open and close, open and close. It could be it opened for... 15 minutes and then just slowly closed its way up. That's strange. And I do want to say that um, your dad did not run the air conditioning, but you also didn't really have the windows open either to where there was not like any airflow in your house at all. Right. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like you had windows open to where there was a draft going through the house. No, and our house was carpeted, so it's not even like it was like a weird... A breeze could get under the door. Your door is actually relatively hard to open, I would say. Yes, and it kind of suctions, too, when you close it. Like, we have a decent amount of pressure in our house, so when a door closed, it locked closed. It wasn't swinging open or anything like that. Yeah, that's creepy. It definitely was. It's very strange to be laying there on your laptop or watching TV and the door just opens a little bit and then closes. I don't think that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I don't think I've ever seen a door move and spirits listening right now don't. We all know I have a rule with spirits and they are not allowed to move stuff around me. It happened once. I sat crying in a corner. Uh, for about four hours until you could come home. Yes, I remember. And we made a rule with Spirit after that that they are not allowed to do that to me. So I'm sorry. You had to deal with doors. That just... So did you, in the moment, did you think like, oh, this is spooky? Or were you like, did you immediately think it was a ghost? Or did you just kind of ignore it? Like, how were you feeling and how old were you? Um, this was early high school. So I would say between 14 and 16, somewhere in there. So you have a little bit more logical thought than immediately being a kid and being like, ah, ghost. (laughs) Right, right. And this time period, I I knew I was home alone because, I mean, if my dad was there, I would get up and be like, hey, did you need something? And he'd be like, no. So in these instances, I was home alone. I mean, I would get up and go open the door and look. Be like, Dad, are you here? And no answer. Go check the driveway. There's no car. So it's like, cool, going back to my room and locking the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, so I got in the habit of locking the door behind me if I was home alone just because the door couldn't open if it was locked. Uh, so, was that true? Was yeah, it-, it never opened if it was locked. 
That's interesting. So I can't remember. Do you have the door handles like a doorknob or like the handle? Uh, they were handles. So, so could you see it? Did you ever see the handle move? No, I never saw it move. It was just kind of like it detached from the latch and opened up and then just closed. But I never actually saw any movement. Huh. They were weird handles too. So even though they were the long handles, yeah. if you turned it on one side of the door, you wouldn't see it on the other side. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, you know, we don't have those handles in our houses right. and I, we haven't lived with those handles in one of our houses in right. a while. So I, I forgot that that's the case for some reason. I was thinking like you'd see it on the other side, but. Right. Yeah. These weren't directly connected. <sighs> they were independent of each Debunked. other. Debunked. <laughs> so along with my bedroom door opening, we would also have the bathroom door open and shut a lot on its own. And these weren't always in instances when I was home alone. This would happen when I was just watching TV at home with my dad. We'd be sitting in the living room and you could hear the suction of the bathroom door close because it was a little bit too thick of a door. So like it rubbed the wall a little bit when it closed. Yeah. Um, And because of that, you'd like hear the like almost pressure of it click closed or open up. Yeah. And it would do it all the time and my dad would just ignore it after a while and I'd be like can you hear that and he's like just don't worry about it (laughs) just kind of brush it under the rug type of thing so your dad's always kind of been aware but he takes the stance of if you don't talk about it it's not a problem yeah he goes back and forth with it if he's into it he'll kind of try to investigate but at the same time he gets into weird moods where he's like, I just don't want to deal with it. I'm, I'm too tired. I just don't you know, care. And I get that. And I talk about that a lot with, you know, being a medium. I, I have uh, constant struggles. I'm in one right now uh, of, you know, accepting, is this real? Is this fake? Like, uh, you know, am I over the paranormal? Do I have the option of being done with the paranormal? And I, I get that feeling that you're talking about he's having because I I mean, genuinely, I've been feeling it lately of I, I don't really feel connected to the paranormal right now, even though I think my spirit sightings and experiences have been increasing. I feel more and more disconnected. It's a it's a strange I wonder what the psychology is behind that you know almost I I feel like the more it happens the less connected I am to it and the more I want to detach and I think your dad kind of went through a similar thing the more it was happening the more he wanted to kind of just turn a blind eye to it I would agree and these are what kind of set him off on the wanting to see like what everything was more and more over time these things started happening it started piquing his interest. At first, he's like, oh, I ignore it. It's probably nothing. And right. then after that, he started getting a little more like curious and looking into it. Um, this happened a lot when my dad would be home with me alone at nighttime. And I would go to bed and bedtime school night. So I'd be in bed and my TV would turn on. And my dad would always smoke out front on the porch. Mm-hmm. And he would see my window light up blue from our TV. Right. And he'd come inside angry because I'm supposed to be in bed. I'm not supposed to be watching TV, but I'm like, I don't know how it turned on. It's so scary. And can we just talk about how lucky you were to have a TV in your room? Because I was not allowed. Yeah. I, I didn't have cable for a long time. Just hooked up to like consoles and stuff. But eventually I got cable and that was like the coolest thing. So, so he thought you were being bad and there's no way you were like rolling over on a remote or anything or how no. 
I always take my TV remotes and I put them on the floor uh, next to my bed, or I set them on like an end table. Yeah, I don't you ever still have do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so I can't knock it off of something or it can't be in the way. But like I wouldn't touch it once I shut it off. I'd shut it off, set it down, like face up, so the buttons weren't even touching the yeah, ground. Yeah, believe you. And I just never touched it because I didn't want to get in trouble and I knew my dad could see my TV if it turned on so I was like there's no point in even trying to watch something yeah. bright screen shining through my window so what did he say when he came in and you were like uh, yeah that kind of turned on by itself I'm totally not watching TV like, right well what? half the time it would be if I was asleep he'd come in and, and like say something and I'd wake up and be like oh I have no idea how that's on like and I'd shut it off and he'd be like okay uh-huh. Or like it was just kind of one of those things where you just kind of brush it off because you're not really sure. Like, oh, did you roll over on the remote? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, right. it's on the floor. So I don't know what his thoughts were on the matter, but he kind of just blew it over. And if he's seen the TV on, he would like come check on me. Mm-hmm. But if it turned on and then turned right back off, he would just kind of ignore it because I would catch it if, it if I was laying there awake and it turned on, I'd just go ahead and shut it off. You know, and we had that TV, and that was the main TV we used in our relationship right. for uh, probably a solid five, six, seven years. Right. And I've never had an electrical problem with that TV once. I, no. That TV never turned on by itself. No. And, and honestly, if I found out, if I knew this story before then, I would have never even let us use that TV. Right. And I had, This is the first time I'm hearing about it. I'm glad we don't have that TV anymore because that's spooky. Yeah. And I had a TV in there beforehand and it was in the same switch, same everything. And there was no problem with that TV. So it's not even like it was like faulty wall electric. No, like no. Electrical or something that's like that. That's strange. So... A lot of those things were happening, and because of that, my dad got super interested in the paranormal. Uh, we started watching all those shows, um, Paranormal State, and... Oh my gosh, the birth of Paranormal <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah, we started watching, like, Ghost Hunters International and mm-hmm. Ghost Hunters and all those different... My dad got really into it. Like, he started wearing black t-shirts with crosses on them, like... <laughs> <laughs> he started watching Ghost Adventures. He wanted to be Zach Baggins for a while. Your dad got those glasses like Zach. Oh, he, Zach didn't wear ba- uh, he didn't wear glasses back then. No, he didn't wear glasses back then. But like my dad really wanted to be like him, so he would investigate our house <laughs> or like my grandfather's house or wherever he could trick someone into like allowing him to record video or or EVPs at their house with his digital recorder. My name's Daddy Baggins. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, great. Yeah, you know, and I I was just starting to come into your life shortly after this, and right. I caught the tail end of this phase with your dad. Yes. And he actually wanted to get a cross tattoo yes. like Zach had, right? Yes. Because I believe, doesn't he have a, some, I think he has cross tattoos, and I, I, you know, I do specifically remember your dad gearing up to get a cross tattoo so he could be like this little uh, mini paranormal investigator. He has no tattoos currently, but he did go to a tattoo shop to get get the cross tattoo on his arm. But because he seemed unsure, they wouldn't give him the tattoo. So they drew what he wanted in Sharpie and told him to wear it for a few days and then come back if he wanted it. And he never came back. So that was kind of the end of the dress up. So he started investigating. Tell me more about that. So my dad started doing EVPs in our house, like 
Oh. Yeah, he started doing the digital recordings, trying to get EVPs. No. Yeah, we didn't have a video recorder at the time, so it was mainly his way of just getting evidence. Like he would ask questions and then let it go and listen back to it later on. So we started doing these type of things, and one night he wasn't recording with any type of audio equipment or anything. It was just me, my dad, my brother, and my sister because they were there in my dad's week with them Mm -hmm. and we had watched some ghost shows everybody was like ooh spookies in the mood right so we all went into my bedroom in the dark oh my god and sat on my love seat that was in the room which was tiny but we all kind of crammed into it and we're just sitting there in my dark room and asking for things to happen (laughs) wow I just, I can't say how much of a juxtaposition this is to how I grew up because at this same time in my life, we were so close to meeting, I was kind of going through the same thing with the paranormal shows, Mm -hmm. but I was on the complete opposite spectrum. I was terrified and like wanted nothing to do with it. It really scared me because I had that like intrigue of like, am I a medium? And then I also had that like fear and you guys totally were on the opposite end of the spectrum. You guys were watching it and going, oh my God. Let's do this after the show. Exactly. It was one of those things where we were, this is happening in our house. Let's find out what it is. (laughs) So I have to ask, did anything happen? So we asked questions for, I'd say, an hour or two. And I didn't ask questions at first because I was like, great, this is my room. Weird stuff's going to happen in my room and I'm going to have to deal with it after everybody leaves and goes to bed in their own rooms. Yeah. So I kind of wasn't asking any questions. Uh, my little brother shared the room with me. He wasn't asking any questions because he was younger. But like my sister and my dad were asking questions, mostly my dad. My sister would chime in every once in a while, but mm-hmm. my dad's just the typical, is there anyone here? Like, can you show me here type of thing? Right, right. And nothing happened. So eventually I got bored because I'm sitting here, nothing's happening. And I was just like, whatever, Let's let's just see. And I asked it to throw something in my room. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very neat person, so all of my things have a place. That's incredibly true in our relationship. <laughs> I am the very messy one, and you clean right. all so, the time. Even though I shared a room <laughs> with my little brother, we still kept it clean. Oh, absolutely. And I, when I asked for something to be thrown, um, a penny flew across the room and hit my dresser and i didn't keep any type of like change or anything like on my dresser yeah i was just about to ask that uh our dresser was just for like clothes and there was like a picture or two up there but we didn't really keep anything up there because that was clutter and we get in trouble if we had any type of clutter so when we turned on the light to see what was thrown we found the penny in front of the dresser on the floor i don't know where it came from it wasn't there before because I remember I had cleaned up my room that day. Yeah. And that's, and that's why it was super strange. That's a distinct sound too. I mean. Right. It would be very apparent of like, what's that noise? And, it, uh, you know, we all know the sound of a coin throwing. Right. And then also, like you said, it was clean. Right. And we could hear it from where it came from. That's why I knew it was thrown across the room. Because like, you heard like the ting from one side of the room and then it hit the opposite corner of the room. What what was the initial ting from? Like being lifted off of something or like even from somebody's like 
hand? What do you potentially? I mean, it would almost sound like like somebody like picked up a penny or something really quickly and just like tossed it. Like it was like you hear the like scrape right. or like the ting of the it on like whatever material huh. it was on, which in that corner of the room happened to be a glass top desk of mine. So you hear like money scrape across glass. And what's interesting too is that it doesn't respond the entire time aside from the one time you decide to ask a question. Right. And I did not ask a second question because I was like, we're done. <laughs> and everyone kind of at that point was like, yeah, we should probably stop. It kind of broke us out of the, ooh, this is cool. Let's explore to, oh crap, there's things being thrown, which that's, was terrifying. Yeah, that's that's absolutely horrifying. So... This kind of thing happening with us investigating or more along the lines of my dad investigating and doing EVPs, things started ramping up more and more and more. Um, I think that goes back to the feeding into it type of thing. Right. And I started having a lot more experiences in my house, especially when no one was there. I think it was just kind of uh, no one else is there, so the energy's weird type of thing. Yeah, but also I think you're a little bit more aware. You can't write off a noise. You know, when you're home alone and you hear something very clear in the other room and you don't have animals and nobody else is home, I think you're a lot more like paying attention to it versus, you know, if you're home and you know, okay, there's a cat in there or, you know, my dad is somewhere in the house. Right. If you hear something strange, you immediately go, well, it's them. Right. So I think maybe, I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't increased activity when you're home alone, but perhaps, you know, you were just paying attention a little bit more to the strange. That's very possible. And I mean, this was the kind of thing where I was, I was home alone more at nighttime. Yeah. And nighttime is always when it picked up more. Oh, absolutely. There wouldn't be, there, there were things during the day, but nighttime was definitely when it picked up. Oh, and this is where we're going to wrap up because one of our kitty cats just farted. (laughs) And uh, we've got to clear the room. So uh, next time we are going to pick up on this increased activity at night. And I am going to stop talking because it's getting really hard to breathe. Yeah, it's bad. So um, I thank you for listening to the Spirit Diaries. If you feel bad for us having to breathe right now through cat (laughs) farts, please go ahead and tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up or subscribe on Apple Apple Podcasts or leave a star rating. Whatever you can do, that'd be great. And I will see you all next time. (laughs) Bye.